0: the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can keep playing. I just love it, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many really, really want to experience breakthrough? Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I think sometimes we don't always understand what is breakthrough. Sometimes I get think, that, Angie, sometimes we don't even realize we need breakthrough. How many of you have ever been to a place in your life where you've been satisfied? And, and and you feel like, well, I mean, God's good and everything's great, and we get to a level of plateau, and, and sometimes we're just swimming in the shallow, not realizing that God has something deeper for us to flow into, Amen? And and, and I don't know about you, but I I don't want to be stuck in the shallow end. Man, I want God to flow me into his fullness, into his presence, where I know it's not me treading water, but it's God holding me up. Amen? Amen. Good to have Gabriel and Andrea, right? If I said that right, good to have you guys with us. Good to have Chris with us this morning. And if I missed your name, I apologize. Good to have you, brother. Awesome. Good to have Seth and his wife, right? Wife? I'm making sure. <laughs> um, you. I, it's just hard for me to believe you guys are like twins or actually part of triplets, right? Man, you, that's amazing. You get fed a lot better than him. I mean... <laughs> Good to have some of our college folks who have trickled back in for this Labor Day weekend. Good to have you guys with us. Michael, good to see you, man. Good to, good to see you. What a pleasure. Uh, even though Hannah's off and gone, Debbie, you're glad you're here. Good to have Anna uh, in the house for a day or two. She doesn't get Monday off, uh, so she's having to roll out this afternoon, and Joey's come all the way from Huntsville, Alabama, from University of Alabama, Huntsville, to hang out with us. Um. He must really like me. I'm sure that's what it is. But uh, good to have all these guys in with us today. I I really want to see a breakthrough. But not only do I want to see a breakthrough in whether it be circumstances that we have, but I want to see a breakthrough in my Christian faith. I just believe that there's more. Say that word with me, more. More. How many believe there's more? More. More because we're limited to a, a, a shell and to recognize that God has so much more than we could ever imagine or think or comprehend, and that God wants to reveal Himself to us. And, and though we might not be able to conceive and grasp a hold of the fullness of God at the same time, I believe that we limit ourselves to experiences from the past. And yet God wants to do more to break us out of the shell of our past to understand the revelation of what he has for our future. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, I mean, look, you can look at, there's technological breakthroughs. I mean, think about this. I mean, how many have one of these uh, smartphones, right? Right? I mean, it makes me a dummy to use a smartphone because it's got more capabilities now. But you know what's amazing is that there's more computing power in an iPhone than there, than there was in the whole room of NASA when they landed the first person on the moon. Can you imagine that? The capabilities in this one little gadget. Wow, that's a technological breakthrough, right? Right? And what's crazy is, is they keep getting faster and faster, more capabilities. And, and, and then on the other side, all the scientific breakthroughs that they have had in even the last 50 years is phenomenal. And so why would we not think that just, just as there are breakthroughs in technology and breakthroughs in the knowledge realm, but there's also breakthroughs in the spirit realm that we need to catch up with and grab a hold of, Right? I mean, we can talk about grandma's breakthrough back in such and such day and such and such hour. We can uh, talk about past experiences. But the same God who moved in the early 1900s that just transformed the faith of our country is the same God that is still alive today that wants to do something marvelous and magnificent in us today. Amen. So my praise is not... How is it? My praise is not defined by my circumstances, but my praise is what drives my circumstances. Amen? So I want to see a breakthrough in my praise. Uh, Psalm 71 and 14 says, but as for me, I will hope continually and will praise yet more and more. What that word says is literally I, I, my, my hope is continual, but I will keep adding to my praise, right? How many know that we add to our knowledge every day? How many learn something every day? Yeah. We add to our knowledge every day. But according to the scripture, we are to also be adding to our praise more and more. Growing closer and closer with the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so today I want to talk about the power of praise that leads to breakthrough. The power of praise that leads to breakthrough when I think of Psalms 150 it says praise the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty firmament praise him for his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with the sound of the trumpet praise him with a lute and heart praise him with a and dance praise him with stringed instruments and flutes praise him with the loud cymbals praise him with clashing cymbals let everything that hath breath praise the lord praise the lord amen amen i mean if you want to look at that more literal of what it was saying in a paraphrased version it says praise Uh, Praise Him if you're here. Praise Him if you're there. Praise Him if He's done this. Or praise Him if He's done that. Praise Him if you can play an instrument. Praise Him if you can't. If you can only just crash the cymbals. Finally, if you don't fall into any of these categories, if you're breathing, then you have the ability to praise the Lord. So just praise God. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but... I think I fall in the ladder. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible encourages us to ex- encourages us and exhorts us to praise God. It even commands us to praise the Lord. So if, if we wonder what is praise, what is praise? Well, pastor, that's the three songs that we sing at the beginning of worship. And worship is the three slow songs that we sing after that. Isn't that right? But isn't that the mentality that we have? We're doing praise and worship today. Praise is the fast songs. Worship is the slow songs. But that's not what praise is. Come on, right? I mean, when you look at it and you look at the, the New Testament word for praise, worship, glory, and honor, all of them are translated from the same Greek word. And it's the, the doxa or the doxa. And it's the base is... Glory, how many understand the Bible says to do all to the glory of God, right? And so if we are truly glorifying God, then it will be a worship and a praise to God Almighty, amen. So the difference between praise and worship is simply worship is how we esteem God. It is the attitude of adoration. It is where we put Him in the structure of our life. And you can worship God without a sound. How many understand that? But praise, however, is the articulation of that ador- adoring heart or adoration. When we praise God, we give a voice to our worship. Amen. So worship is tells us worship has to do with the estimation. Praise has to do with the adoration. and, and let me let me help you understand something. There's a whole lot of people that, through life and situations, esteem God less, their estimation of who God is in their life has become less and less, and so therefore their praise has become less and less. But when we value God because worship is Our response to God as he has revealed himself to us, when we understand the revelation of who God is, we begin to esteem him. We begin to put him in his place and our praise becomes greater and greater. And the more that God is living in your life and through your life, the more praise that you will give out of your life. Amen. Amen. So the Bible tells us, praise him. It calls us to give a a voice to our utterance adoration worship can't be silent no I'm sorry worship can be silent but praise can't be silent you can say well I'm just here adoring God you can be in a worshipful attitude and yet praise not be coming out because praise is something we act or we say right I mean the Bible says make a joyful noise before the Lord right I'm so glad it said make a joyful noise right come on some of you guys who some of you guys who uh, don't sing too well Thank you, Jesus. He identified with us all. Make a joyful noise into the Lord. So, so don't say, well, I'm just praising silently or, 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 or because really praise is something we let out. It's a reaction. It is an action or voice that we give. So what I want to talk about or what I want to explain is the power of praise. There's power in lifting your voice in a song. There's power in lifting your voice with a shout. There's power in lifting your voice through prayer of praise. How many understand that? Something happens when you begin to applaud, and something happens when, when the praise of God comes out because the magnification of who He is begins to permeate the place that we are, and, and, and the whole atmosphere begins to shift and change, and it, it changes from what we were to who God wants us to be because He enters into the place. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go through a couple of different passages of scripture to look closer at what this praise looks like because I believe breakthrough praise praise secures God's manifest presence in our situation. 2 Chronicles chapter 5, 13 and 14, we see uh, here Solomon in Solomon's temple is being opened up and, and in verse 13 it says in unison when the trumpeters And the singers were to make themselves heard with one voice to praise and glorify the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music. And when they praised the Lord saying, he indeed is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. Then the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. So that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house wow wow when's the last time the glory of god showed up so powerful jewel that everything stopped that that there was no ability to continue doing church stuff that god just entered in and flowed through that everything the shekinah glory of god the weight of his presence entered in and we were just in awe of who he is That we just couldn't do anything else but say, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Come on, somebody. I mean, I remember grabbing a hold of the horns of the altar, as the old folks used to say. Just go grab a hold of the horns of the altar and pray till you get a breakthrough. Push, in other words, push is Push until something happens. You got to keep on fighting. You got to keep on believing. You got to keep on seeking. And and they just continued to pray with fervency until God Himself showed up in the room, and nothing else. Mattered. It didn't matter if the. It didn't matter if if the people sang. If there was a, a list of songs or not. It didn't matter if the bulletin was read. It didn't matter if the preacher preached. It didn't matter what mattered was is that God Himself showed up. And I just want a piece of what God's got for me. I don't want. I don't want to stop anything. God, have Your way flow through this house. Let Your glory be revealed. Oh God, once again, let it happen again. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Praise brought about a manifestation of God's presence. And and, when, and and so when we are willing to stop and we're willing to hold on and say, God, let your will be done, the glory of God fills the house. Look, I can preach about that. We can sing about that. But there is some point and some place in our life where we have to stop and say, God, I don't want to hear about it. God, I don't want to sing about it. But Lord, I want a breakthrough in Jesus' name and whatever it takes Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, that's what we need to get a hold of, Of whatever it takes, because we have forgotten the whatever it takes. You can patty cake, come on, somebody. We can clap all we want to, we can shout all we want to, but until we're really willing to sacrifice a little bit, come on, until we're willing to give ourselves a sacrifice offering, Holy, living before God and say, God, it's not about me, but God, I give it to you. You are the king of glory, the king of kings, and let your will be done. Amen. 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 God wants to move in us, but what has hindered, what has kept us? To that place where we're just dancing on the fringes of His presence, and we're feeling the chill bumps, so so to speak. But I don't want a chill bump. I don't want to be transformed. I want to be empowered I want the fire to fall again I want the glory to be revealed again I it to I would love to see an Acts chapter 2 event where the cloven tongues of fire came and rested on everyone and they couldn't hold back but they begin to prophesy they begin to speak with other tongues because God himself entered the room well, the same God who was in Acts chapter 2 is still the same God who's in this house today. If he can do it then, he can do it now. He's waiting for a people who's willing to get together and get in one mind and one accord, who's willing to praise him, who's willing to worship him, who's willing to glorify him, to give him his place. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! I mean, we have to understand Psalms 22 and 3 says God indwells. He inhabits the praise of his people. You want God to show up, you've got to praise. We're too critical. We we look for too many obstacles. We're looking for everything but God. And if we would get our eyes off of everything else and let the noise begin to subside and say, God, I don't care about this, I don't care about that. What All I care about is your presence revealed in this place in my life, whether it be beside my bed on my knees at night where the glory shows up, or whether it be in the altar corporately as we worship God. God, all that matters to me is that your presence is in the place. I mean, even when you think about it, Moses Told God, God, I will not go where you have not gone before me. Lord, I'm not going to go there if you're not there. We need to get that same mentality, Lord, unless you're with me. Unless you're going before me. Unless you're walking with me. Unless you're holding my hand. God, I don't want to go. I want to go where you are taking me. I want to go where you're leading me. Because praise secures God's manifest presence. Praise secures our victory. I see in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we see the story of Jehoshaphat and how the Moabites and the Ammonites had come against him. And, and the Bible says that, uh, that he was even afraid. But, but the word of the Lord came to him and says in verse 15, it says, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Do not fear. Fear or be dismayed, because this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Amen? Amen. And it went on and said in verse 17, you indeed, you need not fight in this battle's uh, station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out. To face them, for the Lord is with you. And it goes on and down a little bit further. It says, Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And a f- little further down it says, uh, they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. With a very loud voice. And verse 21 on down says, and he appointed those who sang uh, the, to the Lord and those who praised him. It says, they said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and everla- is everlasting. And then verse 22 says, when they began singing, somebody say, when they began, when they began singing and praising the Lord, that is when the Lord himself showed up and sent ambushments against the enemy and the enemy was defeated. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about an occasion where praise became the song of the supernatural. Where praise became a song of the supernatural. Somebody needs a supernatural move of God. And God said, if you will praise me, you will see the supernatural manifest in your situation, in your home, through your circumstances. I can work in you. Amen. 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 Do you need a victory this morning? Come on. Somebody need a victory this morning? Whoa, hallelujah. Instead of focusing on the the situation all the time or on the mountain, start to praise him. Let God inhabit those praises. Psalms uh, 149, 6-9 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written, This is an honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. So what it's saying is, here we see the praise coupled with the declaration of God's word, binding the enemy right where he is. When you begin to praise God and you take up the sword of the spirit. How many of you know this is not your sword? This is the... Sword of the spirit and if you're walking in the spirit, then you know how to use the sword of the spirit And when you are praising God you can take up the sword of the spirit And no matter what enemy comes against you you can begin slaying in the name of Jesus I break and I bind I curse and I rebuke in the name of Jesus every demonic move I declare the glories of God. I declare the places of God. I declare this is God's house. Amen. Amen Thank you, Jesus Woo! I don't know about you, but I, I'm a little excited this morning. Ah, hallelujah. I might get the old time preaching in a minute. Whoa. I mean, did you know that the praise is the very way that we begin to resist the devil? Because when you, when you the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? You know what it says? And, and, and because when you understand the scheme of the enemy, the devil... His most common method of attack are to bring discouragement, to bring negativity, to, to bring hopelessness and despair into our lives, to paralyze us from within. But when we begin to praise God, when we, when we get our eyes back on God, because all that stuff causes us to get our eyes off of God, but when we refocus, when we get our attention back on God, and we begin to praise Him, the, that, that praise begins to give a black eye to the enemy. Come on, somebody. It just begins to block it begins to hold back it begins to, to put aside the, the lies and the doubts and the fears of the enemy because when you when you begin to praise God it puts you in a position of understanding who you are you are the you are the windpipes if you will of God you are the the, the voice of God on this world and so the enemy might think he's got you knocked down but what he don't realize is that when you get on your knees you become a you become a vessel of God and you, be, you your pushback becomes to be, begins to be a break. Through for God's purpose and his plans, and God uses you even mighty in more mighty ways. Amen. Amen. Whoa. Praise secures our victory. Just because you know God will do something doesn't mean that you have to that you that you can be absent either. Because when I looked at this, I see that the enemy was coming in. And and when the enemy was coming in, uh, it wasn't that Jehoshaphat denied the feelings of fear. How many understand that it's not a denial? Faith is not a denial of a feeling. Because we can't help the way we feel. Now, we can help the way we respond. We might be hurt by what somebody says to us because our feelings are hurt. But we can help how we respond. That is under our ability and under our control, right? And so Jehoshaphat can't help how he feels. He's afraid. Dear Lord, if an army's coming after you, you're probably going to be afraid. But his response was not to run or flee or to have doubt. His, his response was to turn to God. And in his turning to God, the word of God came to him. It was a clarity because when you, when you trust God, it is a praise to God. When you declare, God, I don't know what to do, but I trust you, that is Praise. Because that is saying, God, you're bigger than my problem. God, you're bigger than my circumstances. God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know this, that no matter what happens, you're still my God, you're still my king, you're on my side, and I can trust him and know that he's there. But see, the Bible says that that, that though they though the, the Bible says you don't need to fight this battle, the, it goes on and says, tomorrow go out and face them. Somebody needs to hear this. You may have to face the enemy. You may have to face the giant. You may have to face the army. You may have to face the battle. But there's a declaration over you that says, the battle is not yours, but it's God. You may have to face it, but know that God is with you to be the one who authors the victory over your life. I mean, even to the point where you say, well, God, well, what am I supposed to do? And God says, when they begin to sing, somebody needs to know that wherever you're at, whatever situation you're in, if you'll just, just sing, <laughs> just sing. Well, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Yes, I've got a feeling. Everything's going to be all right. Yes, I've got a feeling. Everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Why? Not because of who I am, but because of who he is. Because the manifest presence of God shows up, I can praise him. And if I'll just praise him, the battle will be One, It will be victorious. Amen. Amen. Praise secures an exchange. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. The Bible says to console. This is the word that Jesus opened in the temple and began to read. He says "To, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven is that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, that he may be glorified. Look, it's no no lie. I mean, look, there are people who've walked in this place. Some of you have walked in here this morning and you're carrying burdens that you have never been called to carry. You're carrying weights that are so overwhelming that that you can barely lift your hands to praise, that you can barely get out a squeak to God because it's so overwhelming. And yet here this word says, you're living with a spirit of heaviness. And I'm not talking about a demonic spirit. I'm not talking about something demonic. I'm talking just the fact that that there is a burden so heavy that it's hard for you to bear a disposition of heaviness. How many of you have ever seen the cartoon with the... uh, I think it's Pigpen out of, um, uh, yeah, Peanuts, Charlie Brown, right? I mean, everywhere he went, there's a cloud of dust, right? And I think there's sometimes that we feel like there's just a cloud over us all the time. We walk around, and it's a, a spirit of heaviness. It's overwhelming. It's like we can't get rid of it. We can't We can't get out of it. It's just always there. And And, and, and what the Lord is saying, look, if you feel that way, If you're feeling overwhelmed, he says, put on the the mantle, is another word for garment, to put on the mantle of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In other words, exchange that spirit of heaviness for praise. And so when we praise God, it is a great, it secures an exchange of the overwhelming heaviness that this world puts on us, and it gets us into an attitude that we find the presence of God and we become gracious and grateful for the great things that he's done for us amen I must be bored and it's time to move on (laughs) I mean look how many's ever been there felt downcast overwhelmed you know it's like what am I going to do I don't understand God why is this happening why am I struggling why do I feel why do I feel discouraged why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel overwhelmed? What's going on, God? I mean, many of us have been there. Matter of fact, some walked in today feeling that same way because of whether it be a work, whether it be a situation at home, or whatever. You're feeling that, and it's it's a natural feeling. It's it's the feelings that we have that we can't have, that we can't deny that we're having. But the but i also know that 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 at the same way those feelings come in. That the same God can also bring us out. He can lift us out of the miry clay. He can set us up on the rock to stay. He can bring a, a blessing where a curse feels, And he can let glory shine in our situation. Amen, 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 amen. I mean, even the fact, David, there's, there's times in our life that we have to motivate ourselves. How I many been there? Nobody around. I'm just by myself. And we're discouraged and we're down. And, and sometimes we just got to say, self, you know better than this. Self, look, we know who God is. Self, though the circumstances look like this right now, we've seen something better. We've seen God move in other times, and just as he moved in other times, he can do it again. How many of you have ever given yourself a pep talk? Right? Sometimes we just got to get out of our funk, boy, this is not who you are, this is not the way that you were created, this is not the plan that God has for you. If you're sitting around broke, busted, and disgusted, that is not God's plan. He wants you to be alive, He wants you to be vibrant, He wants you to be whole, He wants you to be complete. And if we are walking in any other way than the vibrancy of God, we need to look and say, God. Where am I in you? Because I know you haven't left me, but somewhere along the way I have bypassed your plan and I need a little pep talk to get back to where I'm supposed to be. Hey, Amen. This must be the area where everybody's at. Everybody's quiet. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta shout sometime. How many ever just been in that funk and you just gotta shout? I may know that one of, the, one of the therapy ways is to to let a, a, an emotion out is to yell. No wonder God says shout to God with a voice of triumph. Sometimes you just got to let it out. It bottles up inside you that you just keep holding it in. I mean, Jeremiah said it this way, it's like a fire shut up in my bones and I'm weary of holding it back, right? One little uh, guy up in Ohio when the preacher was preaching uh, is in a predominantly African-American church, and this little guy jumps up and says, it's like a fire shoved up in my bones, and I'm weary of holding it back. <laughs> some, some of us need to get a little fire shoved up in our bones, amen? When you get a little bit of that inside of us that it just stirs us. I mean, I, I wish somebody would shove something in me every once in a while. I say, come on, God, I need it. And if you need to smack me around to get it, then let it happen. Amen? God, let it happen. Praise God. Even David himself said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. He had to speak to himself. It's not just, oh, bless the Lord. I'm going to cut Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Come on. It's gotta be more than just a little patty cake to Jesus. Sometimes, I, how many of you ever been into the deep depression? I mean, let me tell you something. A little patty cake to Jesus ain't gonna get you out. Is that right to say ain't gonna get you out? Sorry. I mean, look, you, there's some times when, when you get into some dark places that you gotta shout. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, devil. I lift up the name of Jesus in this house. This is God's house. I praise him. I'm going to worship Him. I don't feel like it, but I've got a voice, and God gave me a voice to shout, and I'm going to shout. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is the place of God. My house is a place of God. My workplace is a place of God. My car is a place of God. Because wherever I am, God's there. And if God's there, then it's his. So everywhere I go, I'm going to plant the flag of God and say, This is your place, God. And I'm going to worship you. No matter whatever hell rises up, no matter whatever devil comes against me, I am God's vessel. I'm going to worship him. whatever Whatever hinders in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise secures our exchange. And lastly, come to the piano for this boy preaches another hour or two. (laughs) Praise secures our release. How many need some release? Acts chapter 16, 25. Paul and Silas, it says, but at midnight. How many have been in the midnight hours? Somebody was telling me this this past week 2 o'clock in the morning they're taking their picture saying I can't sleep. (laughs) I can identify. But at the midnight hour Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. How many know somebody's listening to your praise? (laughs) That's if I can get this through how many know as I've been Perpetuating our vision. Our vision is that everybody needs Jesus. We exist because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody. The righteous, the unrighteous, the well, the sick, those who are blessed and unblessed. Everybody needs Jesus. But Christians, can I can I can I shake you a little bit? Is that alright? Because sometimes I just want to shake you. Because no matter where you are, you have to remember who you represent. If you're in the restaurant and the waitress is rude, who are you? You're still a child of God. If you're driving down the road and the pastor swerves in front of you, so I mean, and somebody swerves in front of you so fast. If I've done that, I apologize. Who are you? You're still a child of God. No matter where you are, you do not have a right to be something other than grace-giving, peace-loving, because God wants us to exemplify the characteristics of himself. There is a righteous indignation, I'm not denying that, but there's a whole lot of people that are watching your praise. How, how much more would it affect a waitress if she's having a bad day and knowing that Sundays is her worst day because a bunch of religious people come in and, and, and the business is so busy and, and, and the people give a dollar because they think they're tipping God instead of tipping the waitress. Mm. Jesus. And we wonder why the woman hates Christianity. She hates God because if that's the way Christians act, then why would I even want to go? What would the difference be if we said, honey, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. You don't worry about my meal. We're all right. If it's cooked wrong, I'll eat it. Ooh. Because you're more valuable than the piece of meat on my plate. Your person, you are, a, you are a created being of God. You're valuable in his sight. He loves you. I love you. I want to care. I want to care for you today. You don't worry. If you've got to go handle a couple more tables before you get to me, that's okay. Go, you, go, you go take care of those religious people. I'm just going to be here waiting on you. our praise, in the midnight hour, somebody's watching, somebody's listening. And, and your breakthrough will not just be for you to be released, it's going to break some others free. It's right here. They begin, it says, Paul so I was praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately, one door was open. No, no, what? And immediately, all the doors were opened, and everyone's—come on, you got to say that with me. Everyone, everyone's chains were loosed. <laughs> Whoa! <Woo! laughs> Hallelujah! Your praise will secure your breakthrough your praise will secure not only your release from the bondages of the past but it will release those who are around you so keep on praising keep on glorifying no matter what your circumstances is no matter what trials and no matter what burdens no matter with your list of stuff that has waited on you today just be able to say thank you Jesus because if you have given me this weight, you have given me the ability to fulfill this weight. For whatever purpose, God, that you are sharpening me, whatever purpose that you are molding me into your image, and whatever outside circumstances that it takes to mold this vessel into the exact worship organ that belts out the praises of God according to your glorious purpose, then use it, God. And Lord... I'm gonna keep adding to my praise every day, a little more, and a little more, and a little more, and a little more. Amen. Praise secures your release. First Peter two and nine says, but you are a chosen generation. You need to know that. Elbow somebody say you're chosen. I didn't say elbow them that hard. Now, their sleep elbow harps. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. You are God's own special people. Man, if we could just grasp a hold of that word, Jesus. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. And into his marvelous life. Why are you chosen? Why are you a chosen generation? Why are you his special people? Why are you all these things? Because God called you to proclaim his praises. You are a proclaimer of the value of God to this world. How many know the, the world is growing dim? And let me let me encourage you, body of Christ. The less you esteem God, the less your praise will be. And the less your praise is, the more, the the darker the world will be. But if you'll begin to praise Him, if you'll begin to proclaim what God has done for you, Jim, thank you for the testimony of somebody being healed, but if we will begin to proclaim, this is what God is to me. This is who God has, has been to me. This is what God has done for me. This is who He is. Because we can't deny the experiences that we have had with God and if we will just begin to proclaim the experiences that we've had to God to those who are around us we're not saying you got to believe this but guess what he's done for me if we will just begin to proclaim the things that God's done for us the light will get brighter and brighter and brighter and the world cannot deny the facts of who God is to you and to me Amen? Look, there was a passage of scripture that says that if they didn't praise the Lord, the rocks would cry out. I don't want a rock crying out for me. Matter of fact, I don't want anybody's voice taking my place. He gave me a voice to praise. He gave me a voice to worship God. And it's my voice praising Him. That will bring my breakthrough. This morning, if you say, Pastor, I need a breakthrough in my family. I need a breakthrough in my home. Yes, yes. I, I, know, it's, I know your crock pots are running and all that stuff, but if, if you'll say, I, I need a breakthrough, would you come right now? This, this is a sign of agreeance. This is a sign of saying, Lord, I believe in miracles. I believe that the hand of God can move on my behalf. That's what we're saying right now. I need a breakthrough. Whether it be financial, whether it be health, whether it be emotional, whether it be spiritual, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like, I need a miracle. I need the hand of God to bring breakthrough. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad that we're people of faith? God is so awesome. I believe. Gabriel, man, what a beautiful name. Because it is the angelic name that literally brought about the orchestra of heaven. Praise God. What I want us to do, because, look... It's not me who brings breakthrough in your life. It is your praise that brings breakthrough. It is is your mouth opening up and bringing glory to God that invites God into your circumstance. And let me tell you, when God enters your circumstance, it can't stay the same. It can't stay the same. And let me tell you something. Be ready because it might just mess you up. Because when God speaks into us something, it might not be what we were thinking of, but it might be exactly, or it is exactly what we need. Amen? So, what I'm going to ask you to do, these guys are going to play. I don't know if you're going to sing that or what. You look good, like you can sing. We're going to sing that one more time. And I just want you to lift lift your voice up to the Lord. I want you, in your words to begin to praise Him. Praise Him for whatever it is. Whatever situation you're in, begin to praise Him. God, I don't know why, but I know this, that that you're with me. Praise Him right now.